Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. You're listening to the Patriot Nation Podcast, presented by Pat's Pulpit. All right, we are back with another Patriot Nation podcast. This time, it's throwback week again. Thursday night football against the Buffalo Bills. And because it's the Buffalo Bills, we have our good friend Spence. He is a contributor for Buffalo Rumblings. He does too much over there. I can't even describe what he's doing because he's got like nine shows. He's a writer. He's doing everything over there. He's the man I was on his show earlier today. Spence, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it, man. Anytime. You already know. I, I enjoy uh, like every year now we do at the beginning of the season, we do like our mm-hmm. divisional code is what I call it on my show. And then throughout the year, we, we either do a spaces or a show like this, man. And it's always fun. Always a pleasure. Yep. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. It's uh, it's always fun. It's fun. And I love to chop it up with the with the Bills guys that uh, you guys get the upper hand on us right now. But uh, but, you know, it's still fun. It's still fun. I still enjoy it, you know. It doesn't feel like it, though, man. Like, I try to – and I know you and I talk, you know, a little bit more often than all the other Patriots fans I interact with. But I uh, I try to – really, I do. I try to, like, play nice and I try to, like, yeah. have fun, but, like, good fun where I'm not, like, trying to – man, Patriots fans, I'm going to tell you, this this week <laughs> has been rough. It's been really, really rough. You guys are coming down on me hard, and I'm trying my hardest <laughs> to be nice, but it's really difficult, man. It's so hard. They don't, we don't make it easy. Sometimes we don't, no. we don't, we didn't get the term mass hole. That doesn't come from just anywhere. That's, you know, that's, that's <laughs> legit. That. Sometimes we did, we did. And that's, you know, it, it can be, it can be tough. And especially now, you know, we don't want to admit it, but the bills kind of run the AFCs right now, not kind of run the AFCs. I know the dolphins are in first place right now, but like the bills have been running the AFCs for the last few years. The Patriots certainly aren't running the AFCs for the last three years. And so, um, you know, it's a little bit of a shock. And for those kids that are, you know, Matt's age, not my age, my age, I'm used to it. Okay. But the kids that are Matt's age, they don't know a world in which the Patriots aren't the number one seed every year and, and, mm-hmm. and destroying the rest of the AFCs. I mean, since the year 2001 to the year 2019, there was never a year where a team finished with a better record in the AFCs than the Patriots. They Now, they didn't win the AFCs every year, but the only time they lost the AFCs was in a tiebreaker. So, you know, the, the two years that they didn't win, the three years they didn't win the AFC East was because of tiebreakers um, since the year 2000, 
since the year 2001, which is just insane. So that's, you know, I mean, come on. Ridiculous. Just, just, <laughs> just awful. Like when you, as a Bills fan, when you hear that, man, because then you, you think about it, it coincides with us um, missing the playoffs for 17 years and it coincides with Tom Brady at that point he had he he was the winningest quarterback in our stadium yeah um, since like 2000 you know it's, it's just just an insane stat to talk about i don't i don't want to i don't want to go down memory lane we can just we can move forward well you know what's funny is that my first article that i ever wrote which not for pat years before pat's pulpit a matter of fact i gave it to a buddy who was a writer who posted on his site was titled tom brady the buffalo bill and it was it was the um it was the first start for EJ Manuel, rookie EJ Manuel for the Bills. And it was a look at what if the Patriots had traded Brady to the Bills instead of Bloodsoe to the Bills and how many quarterbacks they had been through. And that was EJ Manuel. So, like, that was years ago. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you see the the role of quarterbacks they've been on. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into the Mac Jones discussion, but the Patriots might be on the other end of it, uh, you know, <laughs> coming soon. It's such a weird feeling to, to be going into Bills week with this much anxiety. I don't, I don't know what this is like. I haven't had this in my life before. <laughs> you know, I love it though, because to, to Pat's point, he's right. Like there's a certain age of, of, I don't even want to say just Patriot fan, like Boston fan who've, yeah. who's just been spoiled on so many levels. And it's like, you've had all of these teams win championships, make the playoffs. And so it's like, it, it's, you really don't know what being inferior feels like. It, it's always right. about you're better than everybody. And now it feels good as a Bills fan to look over and say, <laughs> we might not win a division this year. It might be a tiebreaker. Or we might just lose the division by a game to Miami, but we're still going to beat the Patriots. It just feels good to say. <laughs> it just feels so good. <laughs> so well, I think, yeah. I think I'm, as a, as a shout out, I'm a Michigan fan. So yeah. shout out, I think that's, there's a little bit of uh similarity going on there with the back-to-back wins over ohio state yeah i got you oh man that's funny so well let's get into let's get into the thursday night game of course there's you know a lot of a a lot of things coming up to this game the bills have been playing still pretty well but not nearly as well as they were at the beginning of the season uh kind of sputtering a little bit i would say josh allen has shown some of those like tendencies of turning the ball over you know a lot more than he has been in the past and so um you know what are your feelings kind of heading into this game and i think i guess my first question to you would be what do you think is the most important thing about this game and, and the bills escaping with a, not escaping but the bills coming away with a victory on thursday night well I, th- I mean i think you kind of just laid it out you said it um like the, the tendencies and the turnovers that we've been seeing out of Josh Allen and um the play calling from from Ken Dorsey i know he's a first year play caller but there's certain things that i feel that we can do to put Josh in better situations to where he's not turning the ball over or he doesn't have to try to play a uh, hero ball and enforce something in a in an area that's probably not the best bet but i think a lot of the turnovers that we've been seeing or a direct result of him hurting his arm against the Jets. So when he when he you know sprained his UCL, though every single game since, and I know you know it's like in Buffalo at least it's like well it's Josh Allen. He's like a mammoth with a football helmet on. He's just great. He's a, and he is, but at the same time he's still human. And and right. when your strength is the fact that you can throw the ball eighty yards by a flick of a wrist, when you take that away, it's it it's very evident. And I think what we've been seeing is he's been kind of questioning himself. And then when he questions himself, then 
he overthinks it and then he makes the bad decision as opposed to just trusting his instinct and trusting his guts like he has over the last two years. So I don't know. I'm, um, I'm concerned. Like you, we, you and I talked, you know, an hour yeah. ago on my show and I was saying that I'm concerned because of, of that. Exactly. Like after Diggs, he, it just doesn't seem like he trusts the other receivers. He doesn't trust yeah. uh, the play call. And so, you know, he, like he's tired. He has 11 interceptions or is it 12 at this point? I think 12. I think it's 12 interceptions. Thank you, right, and, yeah. And he, five of those, he was targeting Gabriel Davis, you know. And so coming into the season, Bills fans were, myself included, we were all super excited about Gabriel Davis after that Kansas City Chiefs playoff game where he had, what, the four or five, whatever he had. Like, he broke or tied the record for touchdowns in the playoff game, and it was just like, oh, my God. We finally got another guy. It could, it could be reminiscent of, like, Eric Modes and Peerless Price. We could have two studs to go with a great quarterback. And then the season comes, and now we're heading into another week, and through 12 weeks or 11 weeks of games, he has 33 receptions. That's not exactly what you would consider a wide receiver to. You know, like right. that, those aren't numbers that that would impress you. And if you take away that Pittsburgh game, you know, where he had 171 yards and three touchdowns, you take that game away. Oh, I'm sorry, Sarah just corrected me in the comments. Josh has 11 interceptions. 11, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. Soon but, to be 12. Soon to be 12. It, soon. Matt says soon to be. <laughs> but, if you, so, but if you take if you take that one game away from Davis, you know, he probably has, what, 20, I think 23 receptions through 10 games. That's just not, that's yeah. not wide receiver two numbers. And, and Diggs, we need, he's great. And Diggs is going to be great. You know, and Josh is going to be great, but we need somebody after Diggs. We need somebody after Josh to step up and make some some plays. And when you go against a defense like the Patriots, man, that's what scares me. Well, I think that's one of the yeah. interesting things about this game, too. We're going to talk about the quarterback matchup, I'm sure. And it's now it's Josh Allen coming in with seven picks in his last five games and Mac Jones going three games in a row without a pick for the first time in his career. And that's based on what we've seen since the last time since really the first time these two teams played last year that's not what you would have expected the story to be coming into this matchup but that's where we're at oh i mean true the difference is and and i'm not saying this to take a shot but the difference is mac jones um also doesn't have the same number of attempts or he doesn't try to make the same type of throws he's a very safe quarterback and i think that's part of the reason why bill belichick right now is still able to put a team on the field that can go six and five, six and four, like, and still be in the thick of things when you're talking about the playoff race right now without an right. elite quarterback play. But at, at, at the same time, I'm a little bit higher, you know, on, on Mac Jones than a lot of Bills fans are. I think that, you know, he's going to develop some more, but I also think that, you know, either whether it be through the draft, I know free agency just doesn't typically go your way lately, you know, so I get that, but, if you get better weapons for Mac Jones, I really think you'll see a, right. a far better performance, man. Like I know the team heavily invested in tight end a couple of years ago, and I don't think you're getting a return on that investment. You know, you, and then you look at your wide receivers and, you know, I mentioned Devontae Parker. He's had a couple really good games, but you know, do you really want your number one wide receiver to be Devontae Parker? You know, and that's right. again, that's not right. taking a shot at him. It's just, we know who Devontae Parker has been as an NFL player. And it's just, He's, you know, when you look around the division, um, you got guys on other teams that's like, you got Tariq Hill, you got Jalen Waddle, you got Stephon Diggs, you got, you know, so you have guys in your own division. And it's like, man, we don't even have one of those guys for, for our quarterback to throw to. Now, right. you got a running back that I think, you know, if, 
if you did right by him, which you probably will this week, because um, if I, I think I read that Dame that Harris is going to be out. Dame is out, yeah. So, so I think obviously now you're going to get the lion's share of of snaps going to R- Ramondre Stevenson, which it should be. He's like a he's a, he's a far better. He, he, the guy is amazing. So, like you give him the ball and you, I think he has a thousand yards on the season as far as reception or you know receiving yards and rushing yards combined. He's not. He's very close. You give him the ball, and and you do that. I think I think you guys have a shot at um, controlling the clock, which has been the Achilles heel of the Buffalo Bills this year. I, I yeah, I agree. I agree, and that's yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, man. If you, if, if you don't want to get beat by Josh Allen, the best way is to make sure he's not on the field, and that's mm-hmm. been it's been true of every every good quarterback in the entire history of football is. Keep them off the field as much as possible. Pats have some of the guys to do it. Running game has not been as consistent as it really should be here, but they got the backs to do it. It's not their fault. Yeah, right. No, absolutely. I love Stevenson, man. Yeah, and I and he is. I think he has just over a thousand yards, six hundred sixty yards rushing, and almost uh, three hundred fifty yards receiving. So just over a thousand. You're right on that, and he's been great. And, and I think Damian Harris is a really nice compliment to him. We're going to see, you know, it's funny because when you start talking about the Patriots offense, you know, I start looking at some of the things that, you know, and you bring up Miami, Miami's got two of those really fast wide receivers and they just say, just give them the ball and let's see what happens. Right. And Nelson Aguilar is a problem for the Patriots because he just, he can't hold on to the ball. He doesn't run the right routes. He's just like, he's a mess at times, but you have Tyquan Thornton and Nelson Aguilar. They're both insanely fast. Give them the ball. Run a jet sweep to Tyquan Thornton just once, just one time. Like, let him get ahead of steam and start running because who knows? Like, you just, you know, they're just not doing that, right? And so, and that's frustrating to watch. And, you know, I know it's Matty P's first year and Joe Judge, and, and they're still trying to figure things out. I think it's a little disjointed at this point. Um, but I do think there is some space to grow there. When what you saw from Mac early in the season was they were trying to throw the ball down the field a lot. They were taking chances. They were taking shots, and it wasn't working out right. And you, and you mentioned that that's why Josh Allen's throwing some more interceptions because he's taking those chances because that's what he can do. Mac really can't do that at this point in his career. Now he he's made some really nice throws, but mm-hmm. he's just not a guy that's going to be throwing in a double triple coverage and, and completing those passes and expecting to be completing them. And, you know, Allen's going to get picked off sometimes because he's going to, you know, he has a little Brett Favre in him where he's going to say, you know what, screw it. Yeah. I'm, I'm throwing it anyways, even though I probably shouldn't. I'm throwing it anyways because half of the time or more than half the time, I'm going to complete it, you know. And uh, and that's that's good and that's also bad, right? I mean, so, but it's, you live with it because the guy's a stud, you know. And so uh, it, it it's kind of it's kind of both, you know, a little back and forth there, but I really think offensively with the Patriots, they just they have to start using some of those weapons because you're right. They need more weapons, but they also have some good players. You know, they have Jacoby Myers is a really good wide receiver. I don't know if he's a wide receiver one, but he's a really good wide receiver. Um, and you know, they have some weapons. I just don't know how well they're using them, you know. Well, I think that's what makes last week so interesting, too, because that's the first time we've seen Mac Jones pushing the ball down the field mm-hmm. and not turning it over. Yeah. You saw First drive, the first touchdown they scored, they put Aguilar and Taekwon Thornton on the same side and tell the safety, pick one. And then you throw to the other one, and Mac right. Jones hits them. It's a Minnesota defense that has not been very good, but it has forced turnovers. So they hit Parker on a deep play in that one. And 
if you get that Mac Jones, that Mac Jones can play in big games and make big plays. And I mean, he's not the athlete that Josh Allen is, but he might be able to keep up for most of a game. And it, hopefully the defense can make up the rest of that difference. Uh, just we've we've seen one game of that Mac Jones here. So it's it could just be one game as well. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to we're going to see what uh you know what happens. Cam's asking if uh, Damian Harris is ruled out. He was, as Spence, um, as Spence said, he was already ruled out. Uh, oh, Spence already got him. Thank you, sir. Okay. Uh, but yes, yeah, he he was ruled out. And so again, it is the Ramondre Stevenson show, which I think is a good thing, as you mentioned, Spence. Um, it's really going to be interesting. I think, you know, I think when you start talking about matchups, though, it's the Patriots defense versus the Bills offense. The Bills offense is outstanding, and you mentioned the the, the um you know, the weapons and you mentioned Gabriel Davis, the guy you didn't mention was Isaiah McKenzie, who, you know, put up a big donut two weeks ago and had a great game on Thursday, you know, on Thanksgiving and, you know, killed, absolutely murdered the Patriots in the two games they played him last year because they didn't have a guy that could stick with him running across the field. Um, And, you know, Miles Bryant's been playing the slot all year. If Miles Bryant is covering him again, Patriots going to lose by 40. Like they just, he can't stay with them. Right. So you got to have to do something different because they just can't stick with a guy like that. And I thought it was creative and inventive the way the bills, they ran a different offense against the Patriots when they came to new England, they didn't run those cross. I mean, they ran some of those crossing routes, but they didn't run those consistently all year long. They saw a weakness in the Patriots defense and they took advantage of it. Right. And so you wonder if they're going to be able to do the same thing this year where they can scheme something up where they see, Hey, that's a little bit of weakness for the Patriots. The Patriots have been really good stopping the run lately. So are you going to run Devin Singletary up the middle over and over and over again? Probably not. You would hope not. As a Bills fan, you would probably hope not. Right? And so instead of pounding your head against the wall, let's spread them out. Let's make them run with us because I don't think that they can. Right? And, and I think that that's kind of where the Bills are going to be headed. Whether they can do that or not, I don't know because the Patriots have been play, have been getting pretty good secondary play. Um, but if I were the Bills, that'd probably be that would probably be my uh, the way I would try to go at least. And see, it's tough for me. Like, so you bring up Isaiah McKenzie, and I, I'm not the hugest Isaiah McKenzie fan. I'll be honest with you. So it, it's it's shocking. Like you mentioned the, the Patriots games, he looked like a freaking All Pro. Yeah. But outside of the Patriots, if you look at his statistics last year, outside of that Patriots game, he was non-existent. You know, when but for some reason he shows up in Foxborough or you guys come to Orchard Park and it's like, OK, it's the Isaiah McKenzie show. And last week, you, you're right against the, the um, against the Lions. He was he basically was the hero of the day because outside of digs, nobody was really doing anything on offense outside of, you know, Devin Singletary had a good game. But yeah, you're right. You're not going to run the ball the same way with Devin Singletary against the Patriots. So we have to see something. But man, Isaiah McKenzie, man, he just he he frustrates me because he has all the all the potential in the world. Like he has the speed, he has the like he has all the potential in the world to just be great. And then he just makes a mistake every single week, at least two of them. And right. so for me, as as like the consistent guy that I am, I'm almost saying, Lord, please don't get him the ball. Like keep him away from the ball. But then you bring up a good point. For some reason, he's just like the Patriots killer. Like he just comes in yeah. and. Nobody can hang with him. He gets open because of his speed, not necessarily because of route running or, you know, but that speed is, is still an ability. So mm-hmm. if he's able to, um, you know, match up against your slot corner or uh, if they use him in a jet sweep type plays or anything like that, 
you know, who knows? But yeah, it's just tough for me. You know, like I, I, uh, I'm so frustrated every time I talk about Isaiah McKenzie, man. Like he, he just, he just messes up time and time again, man. And it's just, I need, now we re-signed um, John Brown to our practice squad. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, I feel like they might give him a couple weeks to practice to, instead of like activating him right away. But we're short at receiver, man. Like we got like four receivers on our roster right now. So yeah. in a way I feel like we active, I hope we activate them. Even if it's just as like a, a you know, like get them out there just for some type of distraction, like just put them there. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even have to catch it. Just act like you're going to catch it. I would love that, but yeah, it's going to, it's going to be tough. So I feel like if Dawson knocks, I think that's the guy that we really need to see get involved. We need our tight end to step up and actually make some plays, maybe even get Reggie Gilliam a little more involved. The first couple of weeks of the season, um, he's like a fullback tight end hybrid. He made some plays in the first couple of games of the year. And um, I'm just looking forward to seeing one of those two guys step up and, and do something. Well, I, I think that might be the most interesting aspect of this matchup too. It's just the the Patriots safeties and how they're going to get used in this one, because right. Dawson Knox is such a big threat. And obviously you need to have somebody keep an eyes on Josh Allen. Otherwise, you're going to be in a world of trouble. And the mm-hmm. Patriots have bodies to do both of those things and hang with the Bills, at least on paper. And if you look at the Vikings game last week, where the Patriots struggled at points was that you had guys like Jawan Bentley getting targeted in coverage because you got to put him out there to stop the run. And right. that's if the Bills are trying to throw all night, maybe the Patriots go out there with, with four safeties on the field the entire game. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have one of them on the tight end. Another one, Jabril Peppers, probably will have his eyes on on the quarterback the whole time. And then for any crossing routes, we're going to have the safeties sitting on those. So yeah. Miles Bryant mm-hmm. doesn't have to run with Isaiah McKenzie. He's just going to have a guy waiting on the other side. The the game that I the game that's reminiscent to me, and I, I'm trying to think if it was 2013. Can't, I don't remember exactly the year. I think it was I think it was 13. It might have been 14. But anyways, they played they played um uh Denver and um, not no Sean Moreno had like 230 yards rushing. Patriots said, Nope, we're gonna play light coverage, two mm-hmm. deep safeties, and we're gonna dare you to run. And Peyton Manning just checked in to run on every single play. No Sean Moreno ran for a ton of yards, and the Patriots won the game because they knew that the passing offense of the Broncos was so good that they would lose if they gave the Broncos any room to throw the ball. So they said, all right, we'll dare you to run. And if I were the Patriots, I think Matt's got a great point. Like, don't even throw Juwan Bentley on the field. Don't even put Jelani Devine on the field. What are you doing? Who cares? If Devin Singletary wants to run on you every play, great, go ahead. Because I'm sorry, but the Bills aren't going to win running Devin Singletary every play. It's not, it's not going to happen, yeah. right? And so, so make yeah. them beat you running the ball – and then throw into tough windows because you have you have guys out there that can stop the pass, and that might be that might be the Patriots' best course of action. I think, which that feels like a, a complete circle moment, given where Bill Belichick got his start as the defensive coordinator against yeah. the Giants and against the Bills in the Super Bowl, doing that yeah. exact same thing against the K Gun offense there, right? Jim Kelly and all that. He found the one thing yeah, that was the 2013 game, Pat. The Broncos ran okay. for 280 yards. Yeah, and Peyton Peyton only completed 19 passes, and he threw a pick. I think that was Logan Ryan who caught that one, jumping a slant. And I uh, think you're right. Yep. Yeah, and that's you. You make the the sample size smaller with the quarterback, and you hope that he makes a mistake in there. Right. Well, think about it as a Bills fan. I mean, Spence, imagine you watching the game and Josh Allen is not Josh Allen doesn't have the ball in his hands because Devin Singletary is carrying it every time. And even if Singletary is picking up yards. 
It's like Josh is your best player. You know, you want the ball in his hands. And if it's not in his hands, then, you know, that's a win for the Patriots, you know? The only thing that I will say about that, like you both, that's a great point. And I feel like that could be a way for the Patriots to, like you mentioned, keep Josh on the sideline, control the clock. And the, the, you're right. That's how Bill Belichick beat the Bills in the, in the first Super Bowl that we should have won. Man, we didn't win. <laughs> so, you know, you think about that, but the difference is, Josh also accounts for a big chunk of our rushing yards as well. So right. if you if you do that to where um, they start and that they finally brought one back last week, and I'm hoping that we see more and more of it now that Josh is starting to get healthy. Um, they they we really had a big part of our playbook where Josh would have these like quarterback sweeps where they would have two linemen out in front of them and maybe Gabe Davis as a good blocking receiver and Dawson Knox. And they would just like have a, a wall in front of him and he would turn something that would should probably be a five yard gain into a 20 yard gain. So I feel like if we start seeing those type of plays with Josh or if, and then like you mentioned, um, Devin Singletary has been playing better. So if they challenge him to do it, I'm not saying he's going to beat you, but you also got to look at the fact that, that James Cook has actually woken up a bit now too. He's mm -hmm. had a great game last week. He's faster. He's shifty. So, while I agree where it's like you want the ball in Josh's hands, it's like, yeah, it's going to be in his hands. It just might be running people over instead of throwing, right. you know. So if if that's the case, if we're putting the ball in Josh's hands in that way and then we're going to say, Devin, be a supporting cast this week and James be a supporting cast. I actually, I, I think I like I like my chances with that. Yeah. And it's the Patriots have had their issues against running quarterbacks yeah. this year. And obviously, so. Josh Allen yeah. is not Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields, but he is way closer to that than he is to being Mac Jones in terms of mobility. It's yeah. what, is he a top four scrambling quarterback, running quarterback in the league. Mm -hmm. Fields, yeah, Jackson, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. That's those are the guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Josh Allen coming Josh Allen coming downhill full speed against Mac Wilson at the second level does not sound like a very good option for the Patriots. No. No. <laughs> no. no. Mac Wilson trying to tackle any anyone running the ball is not is not a great option, I don't think. Um, now, but, Jelani yeah. Tavai, if Jelani Tavai can plant a hit the way he did uh, last week in that uh, cold night in uh, cold night in Foxborough on Thursday, right. Josh Allen will feel. I don't know if it'll change anything, but he'll feel that. Yeah. Yep. So, and that's you know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting chess match. I do think. So the other side, we talked about that a little bit. I think that that's a win for the Bills. It is like that's the, as good as the Patriots defense has been. They're going to have their hands full with the Bills offense. I mean, the Bills haven't punted the last two games against the Patriots, right? So, like, you know, it's just – it's one of those things where, you know, um, where the Patriots are going to – it's going to be tough. Now, Dark Blue Gold points out, July Devai, I owe July Devai an apology. I apologize to him in person. I saw him in person at the at at uh, the Taunton football game. I said I said hello. I told him he proved me wrong, uh, and he got paid. And he got paid uh, two years, $4.4 4 and it's well-deserved. The kid has – He's really been playing well, um, and you know he's a spot guy. He's not doesn't do everything, okay. But as Matt said, like he's a guy who fills in the running game. He's kind of that Landon Roberts type role where he he does really well in the running game. He plays all of the special teams. He does everything. So he'll be out there on the field. I, I just I worry about him trying to chase down Josh Allen running running to the running sideline to sideline. The, the Patriots seem to have an endless supply of like linebacker two caliber guys who can stop the run. Like right. There's just there's just always another one coming because it's Bentley and Devine and had landed Roberts before yeah. and they don't have a they don't have a linebacker one which is that's the guy I want to talk about on your side of the defense 
Spence, because uh, a few years ago, was it two years ago, Matt Milano was a free agent, and I said, just give Matt Milano all of the money. Go get Matt Milano. He's yeah. a beast. And everyone was like, Matt Milano stinks. And I'm like, no, did you watch the games? Like, Matt Milano's a good player. The Bills obviously end up resigning him, and he is absolutely balling out this year for you guys. He's been absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, arguably one of the best linebackers in the game this year. Does everything. Does everything. Stops the run. Plays the pass really well. Um, guy just guy does it all. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna have to be a huge game from him. You know, and you we get Tremaine Edmonds back as well, who's actually been having the best season of his career so far. So as far as the linebacker combination, I think they together they they kind of create this this wall behind the defensive line that. Yeah, you're right. They they shut down tight ends this year. We haven't been getting beat up by tight ends. And in the running game, they absolutely like they they support that defensive line and, and it's been one of the best defensive performances as far as run defense that we've seen in a few years. It was probably our biggest weakness last year. Obviously, you guys won a game like that um mm-hmm. when you came to Buffalo and the weather was bad. But this year we had maybe a game and a half two two games and a half maybe i would say it wasn't the best performance but then you look at who's been in and who's been out and you get it but but right. no matt milano is definitely he, to me he has an all pro type season that he's putting on film um the only guy in the afc that i would compare for his position and i i felt bad like i was upset saying that he was a linebacker because i feel like he's a defensive end but your guy uh judon is like judon. lights out this year i feel like he's more defensive end than he is actual uh, off a linebacker I but yeah. but I, I get it like we'll we'll give him the linebacker title and you know but he's a beast too so yeah matt milano is doing it though you were right um i always liked him but you know it for me it, they always touted him as like the best cover linebacker in the afc he covers so yeah. well and right. then he gets eaten up in the playoffs against travis kelsey we get it right. so you know like part of me was a little like uh but but no this year he absolutely is he played lights he's playing lights out and and i think he deserves a lot more recognition than he's getting he finally got a defensive player to week award I, I think i think this is the year that we really start to see people notice what you were saying you know a couple years ago when they gave him that extension right. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys! It's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So, uh, Dark Blue Gold here has got a question about Vaughn Miller. Obviously, Vaughn Miller out. Uh, sounded like on his podcast, he's going to miss a few weeks, uh, maybe more. Sounded like he might be going in for some sort of surgery. Uh, cleaning something up but uh obviously missing this week 
do, do you think that that's going to be uh, that's going to be an impact? Uh, how bi- uh, it's going to be an impact, but how big of an impact do you think it'll be on the defensive line and certainly on the on the pass rush? It's going to be a huge uh, a, a huge loss for us. Um, now we do get Greg Rousseau back and we get AJ Epinesa healthy, so that's that's a huge that's huge for us to get those guys back. Yeah. Greg Rousseau has been playing great, but Von Miller, he elevates the entire defensive line. He, he elevates the linebackers behind him. He gets to the, even if he doesn't bring the quarterback down, which he's been doing great this year, you know, he gets to the quarterback and makes them rush, which, you know, when you got Jordan Poyer in the back and you got, you know, Trey White is back. So they're going to ramp up some of his snaps as well. So when you, when you have that type of secondary behind a line like that, you're obviously you're obviously going to miss Von Miller. Uh, luckily, he he's going to wait for the surgery. He's only going to be out for a couple of weeks. It sounds like he's going to be back for that Jets game. So um, th- that's what we're, that's what we're hoping and praying. At least that's what he said today on his podcast. But he does. It, we dodged a bullet with the ACL tear. He did right. um, have a slight meniscus tear, but he feels that he can play with a brace. He did that previously in his career when he was with Denver. So I'm just hoping that uh that it's really just that simple for him and he can deal with it after the season because. Yeah, it's a huge. You know what loss. I? I did miss that. He said he said he'd try to be back for the Bills Jets game. I thought he said he he uh, he had something in there. They had to go in and clean up or something like something along those lines. Uh, maybe yeah. I maybe I misquoted him or was looking at someone else. But uh, but it is going to be interesting to see. And and of course, you know, with a guy like that at that age, it's tough. Like you know, regardless, you come back. Are you one hundred percent? Are you mentally worried about your you know worried about your uh, your knee and stuff? And so that's that can certainly have an impact. You know, and so. Mm-hmm. I think it helps, especially for the Patriots who have struggled in the offensive line. Um, you know, and you guys have built the Bills have done a really nice job of building their their edge through the draft. Of course, they spent they drafted Epinesa high, they drafted Rousseau high. Like they went out and got these guys that they felt were important to rush the passer because they see that happening, right? Patriots did the same thing. They draft Josh Uche, they go for Anthony Jennings, they spend a, a ton of money on Matthew Judon. Like, so that's like these teams understand that getting after the quarterback, I think all teams in the NFL understand that, but like these two teams saw that coming and said, we need to really invest in these players and it's paid off for them, you know, for the bills. I think have gotten, have gotten good results out of those guys. And I, you're right. Dark blue gold. I'm sorry. I, I said, Anthony Jennings, I people, Penny Jennings. So Come Spence, on, you don't know this, but, but Anthony Jennings, I'm the only guy in Patriots media. I'm probably the only guy in media that calls Anthony Jennings, Penny Jennings, uh, I'm trying to get it going. It's not well, working. No, I very get well, it. I get it. I'm There's trying. only one penny, though. There's only one penny. Let's not disrespect the hard <laughs> way. Like that guy. That is true. He, let's not disrespect Penny. That is that's very true. It's, no, no. There's no disrespect. No disrespect because I think I think Anthony Jennings is a good player. Um, and no, so that's he is why a good player. But when I'm I trying. say it's disrespect, because to me, <sighs> if it wasn't for the knee injuries, if it wasn't for ACL, oh, we would talk he, about Penny yeah. Hardaway in He'd a completely him, different yeah. way. Like the guy was, he was absolutely dominant when Shaq was with him in yeah. Orlando. He played, even with the knee injuries, he played great out in Phoenix. Like the yeah. guy, I, I think a lot of times when, when people, especially younger guys, Matt, are you extremely familiar with Penny Hardaway? I, I'm not trying to be funny there. I know uh, Pat I, talked about I'm more about familiar with him as a head coach than as a player. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, when you get some time, yeah. just go and like YouTube Penny Hardaway highlights. I'm gonna just tell you, this, the guy was incredible. Like he's what we don't. This isn't a basketball show, but I'm gonna just tell you, dude. Like he yeah. he was incredible, man. Like he was absolutely incredible. He's my all time favorite NBA player. So, oh really? So okay. that's why when I say like don't disrespect, yeah. Penny, I mean I look at Penny, like he's that dude to me. He's that man. Dude. He he's he got- was yeah. you know. 
him and Shaq together, bro, they were outrageous. They were, and it's oh. it's a shame that it gets cut short with injuries and everything else. But man, they were they were unbelievable. That was next level stuff. Yeah, he's got so. he's got Memphis in a pretty good spot this year at least. Though he's doing a he's okay. he's finding it he's putting it all together as a head coach down there finally, which is good. So, but that was good. A little penny for your thoughts there. I like that. And listen, you know, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm old enough, Spence. You know me. I'm old enough to know. And, yeah. and it's a little, little homage to, uh, to, to Penny Hardaway there. But uh, I respect it. Penny was that dude, man. Like, he, was, he, he was. He was. I know. What so, I'm uh, you know what? So now. One little tidbit. I know this isn't the point of that show, but one little tidbit. I, I hate the way it's not talked about that the Bulls lost in the playoffs to to that Orlando Magic team. I know. And they try to use the excuse that, well, that's the year that Jordan came back and he wasn't 100%. Right. Miss me. Miss Get me with that completely. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. y- y'all just want to give Jordan an excuse. Everybody talks about, well, he made it to the final six times and never lost. Well, what about the year that he got clapped by the right. Orlando Magic? Let's talk yeah. about that. But okay, they, were, they were outrageous. They were outrageous. outrageous. You know, it's funny. It's funny that Penny's your favorite player. My favorite player, uh, my favorite basketball player of all time. How about this? Damon Sotomayor. Mighty nice. Mouse, just completely yeah. random. No idea why, but I was a young kid, he Toronto Raptors. They wore the purple jerseys. He was dope. Yeah. Loved him. So he made that team uh, relevant, man. Like, like he did. if it wasn't for Star, like nobody. Well, I can't say nobody, but I mean, like he, he was he was a hooper, man. Like, yeah, I love the, the jail- guard play. It used to be guard play. Now it's like it was. the forward game. Bro, the Jailblazers, they almost had they had the they had the uh the Lakers like three one or maybe three two and they and they blew it. They had we were up in the fourth quarter of games. Oh my god, dude. Brutal. It's the Lakers, anyway, man. come on, it's the Lakers. So anyways, all right, let's get let's get back to football. Um so but listen, it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a really good matchup, I think, on both sides of the football. And this is where it's because they have talent. Like both these teams are talented. Now the Bills are a more talented team, top to bottom. There, I don't think there's any doubt about that. The one thing that I think the Bill, two things that the Bills I think always struggled with. Number one was coaching, and number two was quarterback play. Right? It always felt like to me like yeah, the coach was fine, but they never had a next level coach. Right? Since Marv Levy retired, at least. And you know, the quarterbacks were okay at times, but since Jim Kelly left. They never had an actual quarterback. Now they got a really good coach. They got a really good quarterback. And you're looking at it sitting there saying, like, hey, they're in the position the Patriots were in for 20 years, right? Now, how long it's going to continue, we don't know, right? But I will say as a Patriots fan, I will tell you one thing that Patriots fans didn't do enough of is enjoy the time that you have because we we sit back here now and, you know, and I remember the days when I got made fun of in middle school for wearing Patriot stuff to, to school because the Patriots sucked and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. people don't remember that, man. 20, 25, 26, 27-year-old kids, they don't know any of that stuff, you know. And so so Bills fans, enjoy it while it lasts because it doesn't last forever. Uh, it might last a while, but it does not last forever. And, uh, you know, and, and then you'll be fighting to be relevant again like the Patriots are right now. And, and you, you're sitting there like, oh, God, I wish I had appreciated what I had, you know. Well, I have a tattoo, um, and it says "All Glorious Fleeting," and it's it's one of those things where I, I try to recognize that, you know, you could be living it up in this moment right now, and then mm-hmm. in any moment it can be taken from you. So I, I, and and then to your point, you're right. I was that guy that was still wearing. I was wearing an EJ Manuel jersey. I was wearing, yeah. you know, I don't even want to go down the gauntlet list of quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. that we had. But I lived in Indianapolis for a while, and I moved to Indianapolis right after. So. Uh, Peyton Manning left. They had a down year, but then they got Andrew Luck. And then it was right. just like, you go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. Like, who, like, how do you freaking do that? Right. They did it. 
And I'm out there and everybody's excited. There's a buzz in the city and I'm walking around in an EJ Manuel jersey. And they're like, man, you know, and then one of my closest friends is a is a Green Bay fan. You go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. And so, you know, like the conversation was always, well, we'll talk to y'all Bills fans when the season starts again. We got playoff things to talk about. Right. So now I'm enjoying it. I'm going to take everything. I get upset when we don't play the way I feel like it. But at the same time, I try to like live in the moment. I try to enjoy every single win. Uh, even even the games that we lose, I feel like there's there's always some highlights and there's always things in there where it's just like, you know what? I'm yeah. just happy that we got Josh Allen. I'm happy that we got Stefan Diggs. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm there. Yeah. And, and there's that. There's Can't that nice feeling. Lawson was the guy. He was oh, not. Yeah. He There's was that not. nice feeling in there too, and it's like when you get beat, you know, it's because the other team had a real good day too. It's not just yeah. like you went out there and laid an egg. No, it's because the other team had to do something to beat you. It feels good. I tell you what, too, and it, you know, is AFC East relevant? So, like, what was it? Week three, week four, whatever week it was when we went down to Miami. I, I was at that game, and again, this is I'm not I'm not throwing excuses out. We lost. We took an L. But I was at that game. When I tell you, man, I was dehydrated. I was trying, like, I must have filled that water bottle up five, six times, and it just wasn't enough. It was so hot. And the way that, I know you've probably seen the complaints, not just from us, but like Vikings fans and other fans. When the sun is beaming during the game, it's mm-hmm. literally on the visitor side. And the difference in the temperature between the sidelines is like That's 30 wild. degrees. Yeah. And, you know, you got Stefan Diggs, who I think is, I think you can tell his work ethic. You can tell that he's not a guy that's not in shape. He had to get two IVs during halftime. You know, like when you have like half your offensive line going out because of like heat exhaustion and, you know, nothing's working as far as rehydrating these guys. I think for us to lose on the last second, you know, like where Isaiah McKenzie didn't get out of bounds, another mistake, but whatever. (laughs) When you have that type of game, it's like, you know what? I still feel like we're better than the Dolphins, but obviously on the on the scoreboard, Miami Dolphins fans was like, "Nope, we beat you guys. You guys suck." Okay, I'll deal with it. So you guys have to come to Buffalo. We'll right. see how that is when yeah. when you don't have a twenty degree difference or thirty well, degree difference helping you win. I think yeah. I think that's one of the the craziest things about this Bills schedule and season so far is you guys are zero and two in the division right now. Yeah, and it's gonna be this game will be December first, and you still won't have played a home divisional game. Yeah, talk about that backloaded, but it's that's up nicely for you guys with the uh, the chill up there in Buffalo. If you can, especially I remember that from the old Patriots days. Anytime you see Miami's coming to town in December or January, it's oh, I mean, that's a win, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But you know what? What I'm so I'm I'm also one of those Bills fans where I look at it like I don't know how much of a you know, everybody tries to say it's home field advantage, and I get it, I guess, because they the guys live there during the season. But in reality, you know, Josh lives in California. You know, Isaiah McKenzie lives in in Miami. You know, like these guys live in warm climates. There's a bunch yeah. of there's a bunch of Bills players that live out here in Phoenix. So it's like, you know, these guys live in, in areas and then they come back for the season. So it's like at the same time, I just don't feel like it's as much of an advantage as people like to say. Uh, but you're right when you got not the Patriots because you guys get some cool some cold weather there too but yeah you get Miami coming to Buffalo we'll see how you guys deal with with it come on bring it yeah I can't exactly. I can't wait for that game I can't oh it's gonna be good so dark blue gold uh petition to physically move Miami to Newfoundland just to make it geographically closer I would sign that petition absolutely I, would I mean too. I Let's think you know it's only fair you know what I mean yeah um but uh but no it, it is 
those those games, those cold weather games, man, I love them. I love as a fan. I love the cold weather. I love going to the cold weather games. People think I'm crazy. I'd be like, but it's just you know, throw on throw on the warm stuff. It's fine. You know what I mean? I love the cold weather games, and I always like playing in the cold weather games too. But when you're used to playing all year long in the you know in the heat, right. it is it's a challenge. And just like where the Patriots, you know, when they're used to playing in the in the cold weather, they go down to Miami in December. You know, that's a tough that's a tough trip to make, too, because you're so used to the cold weather. And now all of a sudden you're in the warm weather. And again, that sideline is the sun's beating down on you and it's, you know, 85, 90 degrees out in, in the in the sun. And, you know, you're sweating bullets. Right. And so it does make it a little bit more challenging, you know. Yeah. And, and you're right, though. You do love the cold. You, you I'm, I felt bad for you because you missed the, the game last year. You wanted to be there. But I did. I'm sure after yeah. the game was over, you were like, yeah, I probably didn't want to sit in pretty happy, pretty happy. I didn't yeah. make that eight hour drive for that game. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I wish it. <laughs> so, that, but that yeah. game in Buffalo, too, this year, that's going to be another cold one. Week 18. Second week in January there. That is. Yeah, that's going to be. No, like the December 9th or something like that. No, January 9th. I'm sorry. It's gonna be uh real cold. Real cold. That's, but that's fun. Again, it's it's part of the it's part of the fun of it. That's what makes it fun. And people are talking about oh Buffalo should build a dome. I'm like, why? Why would you build a dome? You have I am hundred percent. I am hundred percent on that team. Team dome all the way. Yeah. Team well dome. you got the track. You got the track out there. Domes domes a, a track, you know, might as well, right? So I'm always an elements guy. I feel like the elements yeah. You know, they they even things up a little bit. You know, I, I hear I you. Always, but... Oh, go ahead, Matt. My bad. I just, I always remember that Pat's Dolphins game in 03. The Pats win twelve nothing, and the fans throwing snow in the air and all that. And that's that's what football is to me. So yeah, yeah, I hear you. And from a from a fun perspective, like playing football as a kid, yeah, I'm with you. But like, so now I think in today's NFL, it's also different, even from when when you guys had Tom Brady over the years and like you won the six Super Bowls and you did all this stuff. Right. But I think it's different. The game is played different even from then. And like now it's full pedal to the metal. You get, every team has a great receiver, at least one, every team wants a quarterback that can fling the ball. So you right. draft Josh Allen and I get it. You, you draft him uh, because he has a strong arm and he can throw through the elements, but go look at his stats in a dome oh, compared to the elements. And he's like insane. Why would you not want your quarterback to have eight or nine games, depending yeah. on how the year falls at the schedule now? Why would you not want him to have eight games where you know he's going to be better than the other guy? Just correct. Man, I, I, I don't know. Brady's, just, Brady's dome numbers are, are outrageous. They're just so, foolish. It's again, stupid, I know, you know? Your, your team elements, but could right. you imagine if you guys would have had a dome yeah. – when Brady was playing, like the year you guys had Moss, uh, are you kidding me? Could you imagine that with a dunk? Come on, man. scored seventy points a game. I mean, it's you know Insane. outrageous. Yeah. So I, I want to dark blue gold commented in the commented this, and I I have a bone to pick here with just the Bills organization. This is the throwback week for the Pats. The Bills have white throwback uniforms in the rotation. Why are you not wearing them this week? That. We can have a, a whole throwback game going here. Did they announce what they're wearing? I didn't see if I didn't see that announcement yet. They did. It's just the regular white on white. Okay. Well, so well, first uh, he he mentioned the red helmets. The Bills. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what the rule is, but they are they already have like an alternate helmet. So I think they like the way the league did it. Yeah. They couldn't bring the red one back, right. which is fine. But they do have to your point. They have like the AFL throwbacks. 
I don't know. They missed a huge opportunity here to not have like a throwback game. Like I just, I think it would be great, but yeah, I love, Oh, can I speak of, I love your, your uniform. Like, I mean, I'm a bills fan, but like the other day when, when you guys, um, when the team tweeted it out, Oh yeah. I wasn't yeah. joking Ooh. when I did like, I was like, yo, this is fire. I get trashed every single year because I love those jerseys and I don't care what bills fans say. Yeah. Those are some of the dog. Like those are probably, probably my second favorite uniforms in the entire NFL. And the like red and, throwbacks, yeah, like oh my god, they're beautiful, man. Like yeah. the helmet, everything, just everything about it is just gorgeous. The yeah. whole thing, it's it's fantastic, and they should have the field to match too. They did that yeah. in the Lions game yeah, earlier will, this yeah. year, which is a ton of fun, and uh, yeah, it's good stuff. I really wish the Bills would bring out the red helmet throwbacks. Those are like the the red helmet, blue jersey, white pants, mm-hmm. red socks is like what the Bills looks like to me, and like. I mean, it's a, like it's a good Allen year. Uniform. These uniforms are probably not changing until after he's gone. So it's a shame right. we, might, we might not see the red throwbacks for yeah. a bit. Uh, Darpa Gold wants to know what what's your number one? What's your number one uh, uh, uniform? Oh, it's it's by far the powder blues. The the charger powder the blues. Yeah. yeah, yellow those, pants those or white pants. I would probably go white pants in in like my my Thomason mine like oh yeah 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 but the, the powder blues I, I just they're just so they're gorgeous yeah those are amazing they do those are uh, that's those are tough to beat those ones are tough to beat yeah. i love the red i went out i went out and got a uh got a marcus jones red jersey i told my dad walking into the jets game true story now i wrote i i marcus jones is my guy i wrote one i made one prospect thread on twitter it was Marcus Jones. It was one guy I wanted the Patriots to draft. It was Marcus Jones. They drafted him. Um, and so walking into the Jets game, I said to my dad, if he takes one back at all this year, at all, if he takes one back this year, I have to go out and get a red Marcus Jones jersey. And then he ends the Jets game with, with a punt return for touchdown. I'm like, well, that's it. I got to gotta go and get my jersey. So I did I did that uh, day, after, day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday, went down to the pro shop and picked up a uh, – which I didn't know at the pro shop. For for all you Patriots fans out there, the pro shop will will customize your jersey on the spot. You don't have to send it away. They can oh, do it dope. right there on the spot. I I ordered my jersey. I went to the hall for an hour or twenty five minutes, thirty five minutes. I was back. Boom, was done. It was unbelievable. So they could do it right there on the spot. It's great. So I have uh, a I have a bone to pick with the Patriots pro shop too. While we're talking about this, because. Yeah. I uh, what do you call it? I got I've got the new like the blue Pats jersey that they've got now. I don't have one of the new road ones. And Devin McCourty yeah. has been my favorite non Tom Brady Patriot for a long time now. I want a white Devin McCourty jersey. Yeah, they don't not have available. That, huh? They don't have that on the shop, so you have to pay extra to get it customized. Which dude, he's this is going to be his two hundredth career game. He's a captain, great guy on and off the field. Does oh, awesome. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre you, you wouldn't have McCourty. I, think I wonder if they have it hang on the rack. Just jersey too, probably, but you can't get the white McCordy. <laughs> That's insane, though. You're right. That you should. They, they should absolutely have that jersey available. Yeah. yeah, I can head down there. I'll head down there for you, Matt. I'll take a look. Yeah, because you're in New York. I'll take a look and see if they got one. Maybe. Speak you to know, the manager. Remember, for me, please. You got to remember now that online store is not run by the Patriots Pro Shop. That online store is run by Fanatics. Right. So it's okay. possible that they have it at the Pro Shop, and then so. Yeah. Yeah, and I. I have more faith in the Patriots Pro Shop getting things right than Fanatics getting things right. right. That's for sure. Correct. Correct. Um, all right, we're in the weeds a little bit. All right, let's get let's get back to the to the actual game. 
Spence, I think we're pretty much done here. What do you think, though? What do you think about the game? I, I have a feeling what you think about the game, but what do you what do you think about the game, and why do you think what you think? Well, so earlier I joked with you, and I'm like, oh, the Bills are going to blow everybody up. But but truthfully, I think this game is going to is going to be close. I think it's um for, well, it depends for me. It depends on what version of Josh Allen we see. Is Josh Allen injured? Or is Josh Allen finally, this is the first week that the injury report says full practice and not limited. It's the first time that he's not like favoring his arm and they're talking about him possibly not wearing his arm brace and all that. So so if he's healthy from that injury against the Jets, then we might see a conversation, like the conversation is completely different for me. Then I'm looking for the game to be what we saw um you know, the first week last year of the playoffs or the second game against the Patriots last year. I'm looking for that. But if if he's not healthy and he's and he's um, being timid, throwing the ball and he's questioning himself, then, you know, I, honestly, I, I wouldn't fault anybody for taking the under here. And I, I think it would be one of those games where, you know, if you like defense, tune into this game, because I think you're going to see yeah. a lot of running the ball on both sides. And I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. And luckily for Bills fans, if that's the case, we do have a quarterback that even if he doesn't play well throughout the entire game, um, you know, when it's a minute and 20 seconds left, something clicks like he just kind of turns into this different guy and he picks up the yards he has to pick up or he gets us in position and he does whatever he has to do. So, I mean, I think the Bills are going to win. I'm I'm pretty confident in that. Not overly confident. Like, obviously, you know, I sang a lot of praises for your defense and, and your running game. And, you know, we've seen the Jets when they control the clock. They absolutely destroyed us in that second half. And, you know, if Bill Belichick is as smart and as great as everybody has said he is over the years, he understands that. So, you know, it could go either way. And But but I'm going to go with my team here. I just think that, you know, I'm going to trust my quarterback, man. It's, it's, it's hard for me to bet against Josh, even when he has a couple bad games in a row. Well, and he, he seems like a guy who gets up for the big game, too. When he's had the bad games, it's the one o'clock starts. It's that game at home against the Falcons last year in the snow in December and one o'clock. Like, yeah, it's, right. He brings it for prime time, and I think that's what scares me the most about this game. It feels Every like, time. like the Bills do not like the Patriots. They want to beat the Patriots. Yeah. Every throwing everything else out, it feels like you're gonna they're gonna bring the A game. They're gonna bring the game plan. They're gonna bring the energy, and you combine that with the fact that they're already the more talented team and. It's matching all of that becomes a very, very difficult task. It's very possible to me. It's football and these teams are, even though the Bills are more talented, it's still a pretty thin margin there, all things considered. So yeah, you never know what's going to happen, but that's a very tough machine to beat if it's all coming together. Yeah. And you're right. You, you mentioned, you know, it's a big game. Josh was on Kyle Brandt show today and he was talking like, yeah, it's just, you know, we want to go one and oh every week. I promise you when that camera goes off, <laughs> <laughs> they're serious about this game man like Patriots yeah. week is a big deal I know it's not the matchup it used to be with Tom Brady and I know it's not like yeah I, I get that it's still a division game and the Patriots ran Buffalo for almost 20 years it doesn't matter when they they want to flip the script completely not just the last couple years they want to dominate your franchise for the next for like for the foreseeable future this game is important to both Sean McDermott and Josh Allen so it, it's okay. And, and, and Stefan Diggs, I don't think he likes your fans. So I, th- I think, you know, I think he shows up as well when he comes out there. So well, it's going to be and, a big deal. And, you know, I think I think that there, there's something to be said, too, about about, you know, we were big brother for a while. Right. And, and it meant something, you know, when you finally beat the and in 2020. It's funny because that 2020 game in Buffalo where the Patriots were driving to win the game. 
and Cam Newton fumbles and, and they lose. And, and, you know, and who knows what would have happened there. But I think, and it wasn't just that, but I think after that you saw a little bit more swagger and a little bit more confidence out of the Bills because, hey, not only are we good, we just beat the Patriots. Like, that's mm-hmm. off our back now, right? And so, you know, that's one of those things for me where I look at it and say, hey, like, it means something, right? And, and just like the Patriots, when they play the Jets, it's Jets week. It doesn't matter how good the Patriots or Jets are. It makes no difference. It's the Jets, mm-hmm. right? You got to beat the Jets. And I think that the Bills look at it the same way. If I'm, the, if I'm looking at it from the Patriots' perspective, it comes down to the defense first. The Bills haven't punted in two games against the Patriots. They, they got You got absolutely embarrassed by the Bills in two straight games. And again, maybe your defense, maybe your offense didn't play great. That's fine, right? Your offense had a little bit of struggle here and there. Mac Jones gets picked off in that first drive in the playoff game on just a, just a freakishly good play, uh, yeah. you know, in the end zone. But at, at the end of the day, you look at it and say, well, you know, the defense doesn't doesn't get off the field once, not even one time. So the offense never had a chance to get going because they were like, well, we have to score in every single possession. So when you put that much pressure on your offense, it's a losing proposition. And so you need your defense to step up. I think the Patriots really need their defense to step up and play well. If they can do that, if they can get after the quarterback with the injuries on the offensive line that the Bills have, and of course, you know, the way that Judon and, and Uche have been playing, if they can get after the quarterback and get after Josh Allen and make him uncomfortable back there, I think they have a chance. If they can't, Patriots are going to get blown out. And so to me, it comes down to, hey, the offense got to play well. We all we all focused on Mac Jones and want Mac Jones to play well and Bill O'Brien and, and not Bill O'Brien, uh, Matty P and uh, and and what's his name over there? Um, uh, who the hell is the former Giants coach? Um, who the hell am I trying to think of here? Doesn't matter. Um, the the quarterbacks coach, the the special teams guy. What the hell's his name? I'm blanking. Come on, Matt, help me out for Christ's sake. The other, thank you, Joe Judge. Thank you, Dark Blue Gold. Uh, I'm like, yes, I'm Joe. looking around. I'm like, I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> I, I want to help. <laughs> Matty, Matty P and Joe Judge. We're all focused on that. But offensively, it's like whatever, dude. Like, hey, you got to score to keep up with the Bills. That's true, but yeah. the defense got to get off the damn field, and, and that's you, that's what it comes down to, you know. And if they can't, then then it's going to be a bloodbath, you know. Well, I tell you what, I don't as as much as you know. I love my team. This isn't the same team, right? We miss Cole Beasley, so yeah. so like I just there's something that um I mean we talk about it in Buffalo a ton. I don't feel like people talk about it around the country. We miss Cole no. Beasley. So, you know, whereas last year, you know, you have a third and eight where it's just like, okay, you got a chance to get, get the bills off the field. Cole Beasley on third and eight was automatic third, like right. 10 yard reception automatic. You know, we don't have an automatic guy. You talked about um, Isaiah McKenzie earlier. It might happen against the Patriots. Like that, that's the game that maybe right. he does it. Cause he's that he normally performs for the Patriots, but generally we don't have that guy. And that's part of the reason why we haven't been able to, you know, the offense just, I think, obviously, I wouldn't even say since he injured his elbow, because even prior to that, the Jets game, he he injured his elbow in the fourth quarter. You know, come on. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like 20 right. points against the Jets. Like it, it should yeah. be like what, what I'm used to as a Bills fan since the last two years, I'm, I'm used to the, the 35 to 17 scores i'm used to the so when you when you're starting to see the lions game we we win by a field goal at the last second like that's when 
you know, so we miss Cole Beasley, man. So I don't think you're going to have to worry about not giving uh, Marcus his, his opportunities this week. I think he's absolutely going to get a couple opportunities to try and bust one open. But if we're smart, we won't even kick it to him. We'll kick it out. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think, look, I mean, from Patriots, from a, from a Patriots perspective, I just want to play well. Just play yeah. well. Keep it competitive. Yeah. And then if you're competitive at the end of the game, then you give yourself a chance. And, you know, if you're winning with a minute left to go and you lose because Josh Allen just does Josh Allen things and you lose, like, what are you going to do? Like, it's, sometimes that just happens, you know. But if you're competitive the whole way through and you push them to the brink, that to me is a stepping stone. We're not winning the Super Bowl this year. We might not even make the playoffs this year the way things are going. But we're a fringe playoff team. But if you can play against the elites in the league, the Bills are among the elites in the league. The Vikings, whether people want to say want to believe it or not, are are among the elites in the league. They are you are what you are. They're nine and two, right? So, yeah. so you know, the, if you are among the elites in the league, can you play with those guys? And the Patriots, you know, if they can do that, then you walk away saying, "Hey, we lost the last two, but you've shown you can play with these guys." So now, when you go out to Arizona, you should kill Arizona. When you play Vegas, you should beat oh Vegas. God, yeah. And, you know, so so now it's like, hey, we got some of this momentum going forward. Now we have we give ourselves a chance to, to make the playoffs. So but anyways, that, I'm going to be wearing my cam right, jersey man. that game when those guys come out to Phoenix to, to or Glendale to, okay. to play the Cardinals. I'm like wearing it. my cam jersey. I got Love I, it. Well, I got white and navy. I don't know which one yet. Probably white. Okay. But I, all right. Are you going to are you going to be there? You're going to go to the game? Yep. Yep. I'll be at Love the game. It. Nice. There you go. Any any Patriots fans out there, man, hit up Spence, dude. Spence, he's a good guy. He's a Bills fan, but he'd be wearing a Cam jersey, wearing a Patriots jersey at the I game. So, so, uh, so hit up Spence if you if you're out in uh, if you're out in Arizona for a trip out there. Yeah, I'll say as a Pats fan in this game, I'll just be I'll be happy if we force one punt and lead at any point. <laughs> After the past See? two games, let's yeah. just start there. Anything right. better than like I'd love more than that, but that's like we should be able to get over that bar. Just right. Get over that one. Show improvement. That's- Agreed. Agreed. Do me a favor. When y'all get done with this, download the uh, the video. And I, I need that clip. It, just, <laughs> it feels good to hear Patriots fans talk like this. It's just like it's it's a un, yeah. it's uncharted territory for me. Uh it, but but I promise you, I'm not I'm not doubting my team at all here. But what I'm saying is like I promise you, you guys are in a much better position this year than you think you are. I hope um, so. But, the, the, right. the, the division is still competitive. You still can get like, look, the Jets. I know Mike White looked OK last week. Like he looked good, actually. Anything compared to what Zach Wilson is doing. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. But he looked good. They have some tough games still. It's not going to be a walk in the park for them. You guys can still make the playoffs. It, look, the way the Bills have been playing offensively. is not it's not a given that we're going to run the, right. the table here. Uh, Miami is. So, again, like. Let's see how it goes, man. But I, I really don't – I don't think you're, you, you're going to be in a position where next week you're going to – or at post-game you're going to go live and be like, man, we didn't – we couldn't make them punt again. This is ridiculous. It's not going to be that game. I, I promise you I think right. it's going to be a more competitive game. If, yeah, I agree. If the, the best coach in NFL history can't figure out a way to force a punt here in three straight games, then yeah, it's going to be bad. Maybe you guys have just – maybe Josh Allen's broken football. Maybe yeah. that's what we need yeah. to face I mean, the I would so, like it. I would like it. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you on that, Spence. I do think that the Patriots have a, have a shot here, and and we start doing the calculus of how to get into the playoffs. You know, we talked about it already. I talked about it in your show. Patriots got to win four to six. They have to. If you want to, if you want a realistic chance of getting in, 
you you know, nine and eight's probably not going to cut it in the AFC this year. So you really need to get to 10 and seven, which means you got to win four to six, which means either you have to beat Miami or Cincinnati or beat the Bills once. You got to, you, you know, two of those three things got to happen. So like, you know, so that it comes down to, you know, those are the three games. I, I think you should beat Arizona and you should be Vegas. So it's two of those three games are, are really, are really where you're at. So, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks. So, I'm uh, I'm excited about it. But all right, let's get into uh, let's get into our final our final segment here. Um, here, here we go. My favorite my favorite segment. I love this segment so much. I love this. I'm I'm very excited about it. I'm excited about it every week. Here we go. And now for something we think you'll really like this week in sports history. All right, so it is this week in sports history, which. Of course, uh, Matt always turns it in trivia time, which I love. But Spence came prepared, brought the knowledge, and came prepared. I'm going to let Spence go first with this week in sports history because uh, he was like, oh, is that the game you mean? And I'm like, it, it is actually the game that I'm talking about. So so, uh, so start, start us off, Spence. Well, wait. I was actually thinking about it this whole time, and I'm like, you know what? That was a good one. I'm going to let you keep it. I was going to bring a different one. Okay. All right. Bring a different one then. I like oh, it. I'm going to bring. Um, so on this day in 1992, the goat of all goats when it comes to NFL play, the, the goat Jerry Rice caught his 100th NFL touchdown pass. And he was like, I mean, first of all, Jerry Rice. <laughs> yeah. And that was a heck of a. So I think that was a big day. It came against the Raiders. <laughs> Sorry, Raiders fans. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't apologize to Raiders fans. We don't we don't care about Raiders fans around here. Touche. So, but that's a good one. That's a good one. Hundredth hundredth career touchdown catch from Jerry Rice. All right, the one you talked about, the one I mentioned before, nineteen thirty four today, nineteen thirty four. That's November 29th, nineteen thirty four. Chicago Bears beat the Detroit Lions nineteen to sixteen in the first NFL game that was nationally broadcast. Nineteen thirty four. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. And I also have one from today in 1992, the CFL Grey Cup. Uh, your man and our man, Doug Flutie, uh, hey. wins MVP, goes 33 of 49 for 480 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Doug Flutie wins uh, a, a Grey Cup, one of the many Grey Cups that Doug Flutie won in the CFL. He's, he's so amazing, man. Like he just had that it factor. It was something yeah. he just won. He just won games. He wasn't the, the best, but he played hard and guys played hard for him. I, I love Flutie. I still think if he doesn't get benched in 99, that they that they make some or, or remind me, man. Just, you know what I mean? They make some they make some things. Oh, and here we go. My dad, my dad just chimed in. Uh today, 80 years ago, yesterday, Coconut Grove Fire. Uh, in Boston, burned to the ground, killed 492 people. Wow. 492 people. The Coconut Grove Fire changed the way that little history lesson for, for y'all yeah. out there changed the way that businesses are run because the doors used to always open in. And so once the fire started, all the people got trapped because the doors opened in. There was a big crowd, big push to get out, but the doors opened in. They couldn't open the doors. And so now the doors leading out from from a business have to open out to the street and not in anymore to prevent something from that happening. And fun fact about that, my grandfather and grandmother were both supposed to go to that game. Um, I'm sorry, both supposed to go there. It happened. What happened was that the BC was playing Holy Cross that night. 
It was supposed to be a big celebration for BC beating Holy Cross. BC lost to Holy Cross instead. So actually, it would have been more people who died if BC had beat Holy Cross. But my grandfather and grandmother was both going with separate people on dates, the Coconut Grove, and both canceled and didn't go. And uh, and then, of course, you know, almost 500 people died at the Coconut Grove. Yeah. So really, um, really kind of crazy story. And again, changed, changed the way that businesses are running the country. Wow. So that's a nugget. Well, that yeah. makes my a day in history seem a lot less impactful. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear it. Let's hear it anyways, though. Oh, I, November 30th, uh, 2003. That is the Willie McGinnis stopping the Colts at the one yard line. Oh, love it. What a great game that was. An iconic moment in that Pat's uh, Pat's Colts rivalry right there. And he iconic. was, you know, gritted it out. He was de- hurt. So bad so two bad plays earlier, just horrendously hurt, wicked bad, oh. had to be helped off the field, Didn't and then just conveniently jogged on back on the, the next play. What do you say? Didn't a couple Patriots get hurt on that last you, drive? Yeah, a few Patriots got hurt on that last drive, man. And, you know, just coincidentally, it has nothing to do with them wanting to stop the clock or anything like that. It's just, it you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it never happen. Did you see what game was it in? recently where a guy oh it was the Packers Eagles the Packers game and Aaron Rodgers is like literally laughing at him like yeah. really man this is what you're doing <laughs> that was that was funny I love it I love it speaking yeah. of faking injuries World Cup's going on right now at Dark Blue Gold points out the U.S. progressed to the World Cup knockout it's pretty yeah. exciting um That's so our guy got pulled down by his shirt and and you know pretend like he was dead on the ground I don't really understand it I don't get it but you know it is what it is I think the it's US is winning it is fun when the U.S. is winning. That's true. That's yeah. true. But okay. what do you think, Spence? Let me ask you a question because people have talked about this. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think if the best athletes in America, right, LeBron James, Derrick Henry, whatever name you know, name the name the 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 twenty best athletes in America, if the twenty best athletes in America were focused on football and played football, I'm sorry, not football, soccer as their number one sport. Would the U.S. dominate the World Cup like some people think they would? Or do you think that it's like such a totally different sport that it wouldn't matter? Are you so I just need to clarify this. So are you allowing them um, time to train or? Yeah, no, I'm saying saying, I'm saying like from the time they're like 10. Yeah, you know, they're they're like focused on athletes in the soccer. Yeah. If if you take all our athletes and you allow them to get their um, their stamina up and get into that type of game shape. Absolutely. I mean, let's be real. I'm not trying to be I know this is why people hate America. I get it. I'm not trying to be cocky here, though. But like when you look at a a, maybe not now because he's older, but you look at LeBron James 10, 12 years ago, like Mm -hmm. when he went to Miami, like look at LeBron in Miami. You know, somebody in the comments just mentioned Tariq Hill. You talk oh, about Tariq Hill. It, come on, man. Derrick Henry. Or, come on. Oh, and think about how many just quick and fast guys we have. Like, I feel like basically yeah. any NFL receiver with how technically any. sound you have to be. Right. And if you're if you're a guy that's out there running go routes all day long, you're going to have crazy conditioning anyway. Like, these guys, they clearly have. It would, be, it would be insane. Put, it would just, be insane. put Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. <laughs> all out there as strikers and i feel like it would, it would go all right yeah it's yeah. just over so so i do and so maybe i am a little cocky here but i just i feel like when it comes to sports when we actually focus because that's been the problem too i don't think the u.s is actually has ever really 
like focused right. on it the way we focus on the NFL or even basketball. Correct. Like yeah. we want to go to the Olympics and dominate in basketball. We got we got mm -hmm. our we got handed it to us a couple of times. But, you know, when it comes down to it, we focus on football. We focus on basketball. Even baseball would say we put more focus on the soccer. If we actually like we going to raise up some United States born like some they going to do it. I, I don't mm -hmm. think nobody can hang with us with anything. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Dark Blue Gold does point out Harry Kane wants, still wants to retire from soccer and be the Pats kicker one day. I'm in. I'm in with that. That being said, yeah. you want to be my kicker? Come on, baby. Can like, I would, yeah. you know, I there was a woman, I forget which one it was, uh, one of the women from the U.S. World Cup team was saying that she had tried out, I think, for the Eagles. Oh, and they were yeah. like, Was that man. Alex Morgan who did that? Think I don't was. think it was Morgan. It was one of them, but I don't think I, I can't remember who it might have been Alex Morgan. I can't remember which one it was, but she had said she had tried out and was just bombing yeah. 50 yard field goals like it was nothing. And they were like, um, yeah, no, we'll have you in for that. She's like, well, I'm kind of busy. I got the World Cup and stuff. <laughs> and they were like, Didn't well, have... if you ever change your mind, let us know, you know. Goskowski but... uh, played soccer at Memphis, I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering that correctly. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of those guys, you know, they got, you get, it's that same motion, that kicking motion, you know? Yeah. So. Wait, Pat, you know who else would be really, really good at soccer? Who's that? Marcus Jones. Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. Short, fast, twitchy. He's He's got got it all. I, just, I feel like there's so many. If you really took time, if you took 15 minutes and just thought about each NFL roster and you took right. two guys off of each NFL roster, like there's sure. guys even on, on bad teams that, you know, like look at the Texans. Oh, yeah. You take take Pierce off the Texans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like it, it would be, you know, we have we have athletes. They might not be conditioned right now for it because, no, we don't play a sport where you're running all, you know, but. Right. Right. You take some of these hockey players. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. That that was my thought too. Is hockey players have crazy conditioning right now? Yeah. And like that would be it's true. Can, we, can we claim Zdeno Chara as a U.S. guy just to put him in the net? I don't. I don't think so. No. Although Dark Blue Gold says Trent Brown in net, so that might that might work. I don't know if he's got the ladder agility for that one, but uh, you never know. So. All right. Well, Spence, this has been great. We've been off, we've gone off the rails a few times, but that's fun. That's that's part of the fun of it. We appreciate it. We love having you on. But uh, before you leave, you got to let everyone know where they can interact with you. Remember, I already told you people, if you go out to Ve uh, not Vegas, if you go out to Arizona for the game, hit up Spence. Uh, make sure you say hello to him in, in his uh, in his probably white Cam Newton jersey, uh, you know, and, and telling the guys at Pat's Pulp to say hello. But, uh, yeah, I talk but, all the mess. I talk all the mess at those games. I go and and I just the, the Cardinals, man. They're like the old Bills for me. Like they find ways to lose. Like this past yeah. Sunday, I went and they just found every reason to give that game away. But <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jsmith the King. Uh, my show code of conduct goes live every Tuesday night at eight p.m. Pat was just on there with me. Tomorrow I'll be joined by my man Joe Miller for the Hump Day Hotline, where we'll be pre previewing uh, Thursday night's matchup. I might try to do a spaces this week or something. Um, you know, prior to the game or i don't know i'll figure something out but hey find me on twitter i try to interact as much as i can as long as you're nice if you're nice i'll be your best friend but if you come at me rude i promise you're either going to get ignored or blocked that's what yeah. that's what i do but yo every anytime you guys ever want to do anything please let me know i love you guys i love everything that you do um Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Actually, you know what? And, and that's the thing, too. Good game to everybody. I'm, I'm hoping for a very good competitive game, and I'm hoping for health. Everybody yeah. on both sides of the mm -hmm. ball, on both, please come out this game healthy. Uh, still a lot of season left to be played, so I'm looking forward to it. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And I'll tell you, like, I love 
I love interacting with the Bills fans, and maybe not all the Bills fans, but you and Greg, particularly Greg Thompson, particularly, yeah, and Joe Mill is a good guy too. But like, you know, like interacting with you guys is fun because we can give each other crap back and forth, but we know it's lighthearted. We know it's not it's not yeah. serious. We don't need to get rude, right? If you're out there listening, man, don't get rude. There's no need to do that. Like it doesn't matter. Even if the Patriots lose, you don't need to be rude about it. Just you know, like fun. take yeah. your lumps. It is what it is. It's all fun, you know. So, um. We're here. We're here for the same reason because we love football, and we happen to love different teams, but we love football. So, uh, so let's enjoy that. Let's enjoy that together, and uh, yeah. you know, with be that, be good to each other. With that said, go Pats. Well, yes, of course. But <laughs> you know, I mean, but you know, cake so. <laughs> No, you got it. You got it. So, but uh, anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, Spence, for for joining us. We appreciate it, and uh, and we'll talk to you guys. Well, I won't be there, but Matt and Barrett will talk to you guys after the game on Thursday night. Go Bills.